Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Coming right up, it is the book of Hosea. Now, God teaches by example, as it's written. All these things were written for examples for us in the end times, these times now. All God's prophecies occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings, and it was written down for us before they become fulfilled and permanent. Life can only be understood by looking back and we can read back to what happened then and we can see it playing out on the world stage now. Be careful. You become what you understand. Life moves on and is lived forward and we all want to get back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. So all of us can shout out, singing together the whole human family in totality, shouting out in pristine felicity, intense joy and happiness, because we're all invited to that marriage supper of our Father. And your place is there. That's your inheritance. Do you know how to claim it? Now, first, please consider your spot in the many member body of Christ. You're invited to partner with the Companion Chapel to help me reach out to a hurting world with the message of Christ's love. Who God gives much to, he expects much in return. Whatever God-given talents you have, God expects you to use it in the many member body of Christ. Just by like, subscribe, share comment whether you're watching on spotify or listening on spotify or whatever podcast platform you're listening on just give it a like and a subscribe if you're watching on youtube which is a heavily censored um social media outlet that we all know so i'm at the bottom of the algorithms just a simple like subscribe anything to help glorify magnify and broadcast god's saving word just consider this. YouTube has 800 million videos out there and 37 million channels. It's a miracle if you're watching this today. So whatever you can do, help glorify, magnify, broadcast God's saving word by marketing, managing, simply by a like, subscribe. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to Hosea chapter 10. Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Israel, God's spiritual family. Israel, remember what it means in the Bible. Israel, the textbook definition, the biblical definition of Israel. God commands, God rules, God orders his spiritual family. All of us are to adopt ourselves back into that family that he gave this written word to to spread the seeds of truth throughout the world an empty vine what's this mean produces void ideologies and undertakings bringeth forth fruit what he produces and it's for himself it's all about selfishness it's all about what's in it for me according to the multitude of his fruit what that just means what they produce and we know when people have increased their altars According to the goodness of the land, God gave us the land, and what did we do with it? Besides the fact that we turned it into a chemical toilet and a war, just an absolute war zone of oppression, according to the goodness, the goodness of what? Of your construct, of Satan's construct, the ideologies and undertakings of this construct here that's written throughout the Bible. The seals, trumps, and vials were open to number five right now. We're in the dynasty of the censorship of the truth. We're feelings mean more than the truth which is beyond all reasonables but the special interest is out there and we have to be very careful we have to be aware who the enemy is they destroy traditional family values that make humans human their heart is divided you can't have a divided heart you can't be sitting on the fence god said be hot on it or cold on it as it's written in revelation chapter 3 now they shall be found faulty 
You have to be solid. You have to be have stability. You can't have a divided heart. Well, what's convenient for me today? Well, none of this is, so I'm just going to go about my doings. And my altars means what you worship, what you have faith in. And religion just means follower of one's own beliefs. God said, don't be a deceitful bull. Don't let people change your religious authority. Jeremiah chapter 15 or 17, 5. Those that trust in man are cursed. Mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing ourselves and free will entities simply must be governed and God is governmental perfection. And the instructions are right here as we read them. Their heart is divided. They shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. Their image. Remember what God's image is. Right off the first pages of your Bible when it says God made man in his image. It doesn't say in his mere image. The image as seen in God's eyes, what he envisioned, what God visualized in his mind. God's conjured plan image of mankind for his intended purpose so that we can live down here in the flesh for a hundred years or less and make a free will decision to adhere to God's word or to, to adhere to Satan's construct, man's ideologies. It's your free will choice. God will not violate the principles of free will. You cannot violate the principles of God without consequences. These images of what mankind thinks is going to save us are empty. They cause worry, lack of fulfillment, unrest, inner burdens, anxieties, worries, distrust, disorder, chaos. And God's had enough of it. And when he wraps up the affairs of time, when the Lord Jesus Christ returns with a shout, the voice of an archangel, and the trump of God, this whole construct here is going to be done. What do you think the shout, what do you think all that noise is that Christ is going to be making when he returns? It's going to be, hush up the lot of you. Look what you're doing to each other and to my planet. Do you not understand? God is governmental perfection and free will entities simply must be governed. For they shall say, we have no king because we fear not the Lord. What then should a king do to us? People don't even know who the king is now. The king now is this, the central enemy. That is, we're waiting for the one, Satan himself, when he manifests in his purest form to become the leader of the central enemy. But the central enemy now is this construct of Big government, big military, money, pharma, food, chemical, energy, tech, media, and religion. Those are the 10 foundations of power written in Revelation chapter 17. 10 sovereign kings, 10 kings with no sovereign kingdom is what's being said here. And so people put their faith in that. They think that everything's going to be okay. We're just hoping along. And what did you do to deserve to hope? They have spoken words swearing falsely in making a covenant... Thus judgment springeth up as a hemlock in the furrows of the field. That just means sour, bitter disillusionment, poison. The inhabitants of Samaria shall fear because of the calves of Bethaven, for the people thereof shall mourn over it. The priests thereof rejoiced on it for the glory thereof because it is departed from it. Now, let's just go over this. Samaria just happened to be the capital of the ten tribes of Israel. Okay, And the way... Hosea uses the word calves, means mulling about. Mulling about even means even more than that. When we go back to 
chapter 6, mulling about deceitful bloody footprints people can't get there fast enough to do to get into their ideologies to play into this construct we are the laborers we're the ones that built it we all walked in this and we have to identify the problem confront it and repent of it and that's what god expects of us not to worship these things samaria king is cut off okay where, where were we here for fear of the calves of Bethaven. Bethaven means house of nothing, house of iniquity. Okay, mulling around in what was supposed to be Bethel, which means house of God, but it became house of iniquity, house of spiritually corrupt, morally corrupt, ethically corrupt, is what's being said here in the biblical usage of the word, the prophetic language of the word itself. For the people thereof shall mourn over it. Oh yeah, they keep whining and complaining, thinking, they're going to fix this, these kings with no sovereign kingdom, this construct. And I ask these people, who's they? Are you watching the World Economic Forum? Do you see their plans, plots, and purposes, and the World Health Organization? Just be aware of what's going on, and you protect yourself from the kitchen table, your family, your community, and let people know what's going on out there. And don't get into arguments with people because people are stubborn these days. There's no doubt about it. The priests thereof that rejoiced on it. Which, why, would they, why would God say they rejoiced on this? Because people are coming to the churches looking for a way out. But what do they hear? Great swelling words. These great uh, sermons where these priests just use the Bible as a random book of quotes for advantage for admiration and we pray for all these churches out here like as we as it's been written the watchman of ephraim in the last chapter was with god that's us we are abiding by this word we are trying our best to get it out there to a hurting world the love of christ he is our escape he is our exit counselor the reverence of the Lord Jesus Christ. We submit with an unquestioning obedience and we surrender our entire existence to the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to cleanse me of, cleanse us of everything of the darkness, everything that offends you and your kingdom, my Lord Jesus Christ, everything that is corrupt to you, my Lord Jesus Christ and your kingdom. Please saturate me with your Holy Spirit. Please saturate all of you out there with the love of Jesus Christ right in your hearts and you ask, Please cover me with your veil. Wrap me in your vesture. Please hold my hand, my Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Savior, my salvation, my deliverer, my Redeemer, the kinsman redeemer of the whole human family. God wants his children back, and they can only be reconciled through the Lord Jesus Christ, not through this empty vine that produces void ideologies and undertakings and leads people to, for example, unsatisfying jobs, unsatisfying lives, living, living lives in a quiet desperation we pray for everybody don't be mulling around a house of iniquity the priests rejoice over it because they're making a ton of money right now using the bible as a random book of quotes it's too bad because sanctioned def satan defiled the sanctuary as it's written that means the seminaries were defiled they marginalized god's word and they're just allowing these traditions to work their way in to the word of God because they want people in there for the Ben Franklins and the Andrew Jacksons, man. And we know it. And it's too bad. The glory thereof is departed from it. It shall also be carried unto Assyria for the present, 
for a present to King Jerob, Ephraim shall receive shame, and Israel shall be ashamed of his own counsel. Now, the geographical argument is pointless as we go back into the prophets because there is no Assyria anymore. What does Assyria represent in the Bible? An invading superpower, an oppressive superpower that is morally corrupt and ethically corrupt. That's what Assyria means today in prophetic import for us to understand how this is relevant today. Uh, King Jerob just means king adversary. That's Satan himself. This is his construct. Satan's greatest trick is to fool the whole world into thinking that he does not exist. He is the magistrate of the world, the schoolmaster of the world, the treasure of the world. He is the prince of the air, all-encompassing of life, and God allows it because he has to. That all the evil in the world has to be exposed so that none of it can come back into the kingdom of heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, no guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. And when that blood spilt, Calvary at the cross was the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. No sin penetrated our Lord Jesus Christ. No evil got into his thought patterns. And when that blood spilt, that gave Jesus Christ the universal right to set up a kingdom of heaven that will not accommodate evil. It is universally recognized as valid, legit, and bona fide. And there has to be a heaven and there has to be a hell. Because if people with these thought patterns that produce ideologies and undertakings that are evil were allowed into heaven, it would be nothing more than a new hell. And us, the watchmen, need a break. These people are exhausting their caregivers. We are caregivers to the whole human family, and it is getting exhausting. And we mourn for those who walk in darkness, as it's written in the Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5. So don't rejoice over it like these people are. Carried away into the Syria. That's just an invading army. Israel shall be ashamed. Ephraim shall be, receive shame. Ephraim represents the ten tribes of Israel that were double blessed. That went over the Caucasus Mountains. Settled Europe and Canada and the United States. That's why you see churches on just everywhere. And everybody has access to a Bible. That was God's plan. To sow the seeds of truth throughout the world. That was Ephraim. And then it says, Israel, this is God's spiritual family, shall be ashamed by whose counsel? This counsel here. That's what people worship. That's their religion. And it's the saddest thing. Not God's counsel. As for Samaria, her king is cut off as foam upon the water. That's the foundation of power. That's the capital. As foam upon the water. Let's go to my buddy Jude here to see what this really means. Because Jude pulls no punches. Raging waves of the sea foaming out of their own shame just that says it all wandering stars to whom is received the blackness of darkness forever again job 38 which i started off this lesson with stars bright shining life forces that's us we don't want to be wandering in darkness in the nether parts of the earth and we don't want to see anybody go to the hell side to the nether parts of the earth where there is no praise or presence of god whatsoever stars before he asked job in job 38 7 where were you job when were you all the whole human family in totality was shouting out for joy in pristine felicity intense joy and happiness then one third of us fell and now god gives us a way out jesus christ is the way he set that path stay on his path keep his path straight 
follow his light the greater of the two unique light givers that light is the truth and the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong good and evil and heaven and hell the high places of avan i don't know why the translators or king james put avan there in a capital letters it's translated iniquity 47 times so the high places also that's high places that's where people worship that's where they put their faith in the high places what's most important they put it up on high the sin of israel shall be destroyed god's going to destroy all sin and people if want that want to carry it that's your free will choice we pray for you man but you're exhausting your caregiver big time the thorn of the thistle shall come upon the altars, and they shall say unto the mountains, Cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. Right out of Revelation 6.16. Right out of the... What is that? The, I forget which uh, vile seal and chump that is. I think it's the... 6.16 is the fifth. This is what we're, what we're in now. The dynasty of censorship this is the great apostasy the killing of the truth you see everything that has a glimmer of hope is just getting a psychological warfare on it it's just getting uh delegitimized mountains fall on us cover us mountains is nations hills is smaller nations cover us protect us they're still going after political ideologies to take care of us people that have faith in these political systems that have a hundred percent failure rate at governing themselves 100 percent failure rate so does money and these unelected world leaders and influencers they are the kings with no sovereign kingdom and kings means twofold in the bible certain people but it's their construct it is the foundations of power so people will still even in the end when they see everything falling apart like a cheap lawn chair, what they worship, that's what's on your altar, cover us to the nation. Someone's going to protect us. They're going to fix this. It's not going to happen. The only one that's going to fix it is our Lord Jesus Christ. When he comes, seventh file, seal, trumpet, send the mail. It's going to happen. It's written in the councils of eternity. So you better be ready for it. You will meet your maker. Today is the most important day of your life. Get your spiritual body ready that your minds have mind control be meek that means learn to say no to yourself in the face of all the vain curiosities that this construct is waving in front of us the magistrate of the world is waving it in front of us all your longings and wantings afflict yourself with self-discipline O israel thou hast sinned from the days of gibeah there they stood the battle in Gibeah against the children of iniquity did not overtake them. This doesn't sound right, so of course I read it through the manuscripts. Let's just go. Gibeah is written out through the Bible, a Benjamite city. It's the birthplace of Saul. Throughout the Bible, Gibeah was noted as the location of sexual fertility cult activities. And Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel and Judah included, all went that way. Immoral practices and traditions working their way into people's religious authority it was the ashtaroth which worked its way into the bible as uh or worked its way into the mainstream religion as easter and what we're talking about is destroying traditional family values that make humans humans let me tell you something special interest it doesn't matter how much the volume of synthetic hormones you pour into your body your dna dictates who you are male female that's all there is to it 
Don't impose your sexual agenda on us. I don't know who you people think you are. And I'll just leave that at that. And that's what was happening back here. This means, they, it says, uh, against the children of iniquity did not overtake them. It, this in, that, in the Hebrew manuscripts means they didn't escape from it. It is my desire that I should chastise them and the people shall be gathered against them when they shall bind themselves together in two furrows. That means they become complacent with it. They're walking with it. If you're in two furrows and you're bound together, the furrows of a field go straight. It's a great agricultural analogy. Don't become complacent with the special interest agenda because the majority find it repulsive that they're trying to impose their sexual agenda on us and not only that i just asked one question if you want to bring it into the schools why can't you call it homo family bi family or trans family why do you impose your sexual thought patterns on children by calling them homosexual bisexual and what's the other, transsexual it's an immediate response to the sexual organs just perverts beyond measure it is my desire that I should chastise them. God only chastises those he loves. And as it's written in the Bible, give thanks for chastisement. What is that? I didn't understand that for years. God imposes infliction, knows how much infliction, affliction each of us needs to humble for the eternity. It starts with morals. It's on an individual basis. Morals are the personal thought patterns that translate into intentions and actions. And then it becomes ethics, a set of institutional standards that collective individuals establish and we're seeing the moral decay of society with this major sexual obsession it's beyond all reasonables God hates it he said he'll destroy it learn to say no to yourself man get control of yourself just and don't become complacent don't walk with it and say oh it's just innocent it's not innocent it's worked its way into children's thought patterns and Ephraim, the double blessed. Now this actually is good here. Ephraim, double blessed. As a heifer that is taught, love to tread. I know it's the translators just mutilated this verse by adding the corn. But I passed over upon her fair neck. I will make Ephraim to ride. Judah shall plow and Jacob shall break his claws. Clods, sow to yourself and righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you he's raining it upon us right now remember deuteronomy chapter 32 my doctrine shall drop as the rain we're not talking about a weather event here now this is the greatest thing this is your call to action today the double blessed to ride god's word we walk it we talk it we live it judah shall plow who's judah shall plow judah was supposed to be God's sanctuary to hold the truth of that greater of the two unique light givers the truth to shine out of the sanctuary that may or that masculine noun that rips a thread through the Bible for understanding who is the greater of the two unique light givers there is a lesser of the two unique unique light givers that defiled the sanctuary by casting doubt on the truth and allowing for complacency and mediocrity to come into God's word marginalizing what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross this is an agriculture analogy. Jacob shall break up his clods. We're going to plow it and sow the seeds of truth as God rains down righteousness upon us. Jacob is the natural seed line. 
the rain. There's your thread for the rain to help you. In Genesis chapter 1, when God said it didn't rain, God doesn't rain down his truth yet on anybody. That's why he purposed, formed, uh, yeah, star in the Hebrew, purposed Adam for the salvation ministry to come up through that family right to our Lord Jesus Christ. You have plowed wickedness. That's what you sow. What you, you reap what you sow. You have reaped iniquity, spiritual corruptness, moral corruptness, ethical corruptness, social corruptness. And we see it playing out on the world stage today. Like people say, I watched a church show the other day. I said, well, the church is exempt from the great tribulation. I'm like, dude, have you looked at any independent news media lately? What's going on on planet Earth? Can it get any more in your face that these seals, trumps, and vials have been wide open for a long time, written throughout the Bible over and over and over? They've changed people's religious authority, wars and political systems, and unelected world leaders are what people have faith in. Major media, which is incapable of telling the truth. It's nothing but a propaganda machine. And we should know. It's the information education dynasty. And it's harmonized into the dynasty of censorship. We're waiting for the leader of the central enemy to emerge. Jesus Christ tells us all things. What are you plowing? Righteousness or iniquity? It's a great agriculture analogy. You have eaten the fruit of lies. What you produce, you just keep taking it in, digesting it. And allowing that psychological warfare, that brainwashing, that menticide to reduce your ability to think critically or independently. Changing attitudes and beliefs. Changing your religious authority. And God says in this book of Hosea, you are like a deceitful bull. You've been shot by that poison dart of the very first seal. They have a religious, they, they play the righteousness on that white horse. White means trustworthiness horse means mobile power crown means crowning authority it went forth to conquer and conquer your thought patterns your thoughts your intents your actions with that bow and that word bow in your first seal is toxic with a focused delivery right to the iris of your eye we're talking about changing people's religious authority and satan is satan was created in the full pattern of beauty and wisdom in the highest supernatural order, our Lord Jesus Christ is the only one worthy and the only one righteous that was able to defeat his construct. And he gives us a way out. What fruit are you eating? The fruit of deception and wickedness that's glorified by major media? Or are you looking for the truth? Because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. Oh, this is a mighty construct, all right. Therefore shall tumult arise among the people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled as Shalom spoiled Beth Arabel in the day of the battle. The mother was dashed in pieces upon her children. Let's just go over this quickly. Who is your fortress? Who is your high tower? David told us, our Lord Jesus Christ, he is your rock. He is your only stability. He is your shepherd. You shall not want another. Now let's get into some his history here. Shalman is his shaman, Shalmanezer, a powerful king of Assyria, a fire worshiper. He took a lot of the ten tribes of Israel into captivity. And Beth Arabel means house of the ambush of God. Well, he just destroyed Beth El. He ambushed it by destroying it with traditions and heathen ideologies. That, as God puts it, my children are going whoring after these heathen ideologies and I will reject them and destroy mother Israel 
and the children have no chance. So Bethel, do unto you because of your great wickedness. Yeah, when the truth is taught in Bethel, that's the house of God, it's going to take a lot of humbling for people, the stubborn people, the overfed, the unconcerned, the selfish. We pray for everybody. In the morning shall the king of Israel utterly be cut off. Because Jesus Christ is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace. And whatever foundation of power you want to try to put over God's word, this is in the mail. The return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I want to thank you very much for watching. Go to companionchapel.com or email me at companionchapel at gmail.com. I want you to have yourself a great day and bye for now.